Hey there. Thanks so much for joining me today on The Shaleen Show. This is a good episode for just about everyone. Why? Because every single one of us has something or a lot of things that we probably need to let go of. In this episode, I'm going to address the six reasons why it is sometimes so difficult and what to do about it. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Before I go much further, if this is the first time you've ever tuned into a Shaleen Show, I want you to check out the show notes because clutter and disorganization is something that I believe holds so many people back in so many areas of their lives, whether it's diet or you know, starting that project that you want to start building that business, repairing your marriage, like building a wing onto your home. Like there's so many things that we just put off because we feel overwhelmed. And one of the number one reasons why we feel overwhelmed is because of clutter. So in my show notes, you will see references to the most important previous Shaleen Show episodes I'd like you to listen to to help you declutter. You can also check out my Instagram. It's Shaleen Johnson. And under my story highlights, I have highlights there that offer my very best tips to help you declutter. But in this episode, I want to address something that every one of us struggles with, and that's letting go. So if you are the kind of person who is borderline hoarding, or you just struggle and you know that you need to toss out the quilt that your grandmother made you, or maybe you just don't know what to do, or maybe you just feel so guilty about your desire to throw away this box of trophies, but you just can't because you're guilt-ridden. Whatever the reason is, we all have too much stuff. And the less stuff we have, the more space we have in our brains and in our lives for the things that we're trying to attract. So let's talk about the six reasons why so many of us struggle to let go of things. Well, the number one reason is because it has some kind of sentimental value. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about a conversation I had this morning with my good friend, Dr. Michaela. We were working out and we were talking about this subject and she said, let me ask you a question. Could a pair of jeans have sentimental value? I said, well, sure. I mean, do they? Obviously they do or you wouldn't have brought it up. Why would you keep them even if they have a sentimental value? Explain to me why you would keep a pair of jeans. And she said, well, because it just, it reminds me of a particular time in my life when I wore those jeans. I said, okay, let me ask you, are they in style right now? She said, no. I said, number two, would they still fit you? She said, no. I said, number three, are you a better person today than the person you were when you could fit into those jeans and when those jeans were in style? And she's like, yeah, completely. I said, all right, my final question is, is there any chance you've got a picture of yourself maybe in those jeans or at that period of time in your life? And she said, yeah. I said, well, then you don't need to hang on to the jeans to remember the time. So sentimental reasons is one of the number one excuses that we make when we know we need to get rid of something, but we want to hold on to the memory. But here's the deal. Memories are in our mind. We don't usually need something physical to trigger the memory. In fact, like an aroma can trigger a memory. A photograph can trigger a memory. Things that don't take up space and clutter your life can help you hold on to the memory. So consider taking a photo of these things. One of my followers sent me this beautiful message when I was talking about this on Instagram, and she said, my mother passed away last year, and I had a really hard time 
cleaning out all of her things and figuring out what I needed to hold on to and what I just needed to let go of. I had so much guilt turning these things over even to a great charity because I felt like, was I doing my mother a disservice? Was I somehow forgetting her memory by donating the sweater that she loved to wear on Thanksgiving or letting go of the trinkets and things that were so, so much a part of her? And what she decided to do was to write in a journal important feelings and thoughts she had about each one of these things. And she would describe what those things were that were significant and important. And she took a photo of them and then she journaled just a few little notes about it, like what she remembered about that sweater or why a particular item that she had on her fireplace was meaningful. So the memories are still there, but now they're in one nice, neat little book instead of becoming a burden on her. You see, the more things that we just hold on to, and especially things that are given to us by, you know, like our parents or grandparents, and we're supposed to hold on to them or we think we are because it's an heirloom or it has sentimental value or we love this person. But the truth is, this person loved you and they wouldn't want anything, any part of something they once owned to in some way, shape or form hold you back from what it is you're destined to have and to be. And when we allow things, items, materialistic things that we're not using, that we don't love, that we don't need, when we allow those things to take up space in our homes, in our offices, then they take up space in our life. And that space, we have a finite amount of it. So in order to make room for the things that you want to have happen, You've got to get rid of even some things that have sentimental value. That doesn't mean that you have to get rid of the memory. The number two reason why we hold on to things longer than we should is because we fear or we think we might need it again. And this is one of the most dangerous excuses out there because that can result in a garage filled top to bottom with little scraps and pieces and broken parts and random things that were like, well, but at some point, like maybe I could glue this to something else, or maybe there would be a disco themed 1990s party and I would wear this. Like we have all of these crazy reasons in our mind that we make up that we need to hold on to something. Recently, I was listening to a podcast on minimalism. Now don't get it twisted. I'm not going to become a minimalist. I don't even think I have that in me. I'm just trying not to be the opposite spectrum. Anyways, one of the hosts had said that there's a really big difference, and I wrote this down, there's a really big difference between needing something and, quote, possibly needing something. And storing things that you just don't use, that you just don't like, that you just don't even know that you have because you might someday possibly need it again is just scarcity mindset. It's not productive. It's not healthy. And frankly, It's holding you back. If it's valuable, somebody else could use it. If it's in your garage, if it were to disappear for several months and you wouldn't know that it was missing, then you really don't need it. Like right now, I have to tell you, I'm kind of like recording this podcast for myself because there are things I need to take that perspective on too. I mean, none of us want to be wasteful which leads me to my next point. We often feel guilty about getting rid of something because We spend a lot of money on it, or we feel like we're wasting money by throwing something that's, quote, perfectly good, throwing it away, whatever that is. 
you know, even an ugly umbrella, you've got 20 of them. Do you really need all of them? And you've got this one really ugly one that you're not ever going to use, but yet it's a perfectly good umbrella. So we think we need to hold on to it. But really we don't. Just because you spent money on something doesn't mean it still has that value today, number one. And number two, God commands us to be generous. Like to be generous means to give things that are even of value, things that you love and things that you like, and to give them to other people because you are so abundantly blessed. You're overwhelmed by how many blessings you have that you can share them and give them and donate them to others. Now, frankly, if you are in a financial situation right now where you really can't afford to give things away that have value, well, then you've got two options. Sell it yourself or hire someone else to sell it and give them a percentage. I love the real real. That is a service I use where you get nearly, I think it's almost at some point, it's a sliding scale. So I, I don't want to quote exactly what percentage you get, but it's anywhere from 50 to 80% of what it is you paid for the item. Now it is for luxury items, like, you know, name brand kind of things. But I love that because so often I think, gosh, this is a, you know, beautiful designer bag that I'm not using. And I would feel very wasteful to just like donate it. But if I resold it, then I can take those proceeds and donate those to the charity of my choice. And that's what I do. 100% of what I am able to sell on The Real Real, 100% of that money, 100% of it, Brett and I donate to a couple of different charities. And that just feels good. But we put those things off, right? You've got this big box, this big collection of things. That you're like, yeah, I'm going to sell this stuff. If you haven't done that yet, you're not going to do it. And if your time better be worth it. Now, listen, if your time is worth what you know it is, factor in what it's going to take you to figure out how to set up a Poshmark account and how to box up these items and ship them and then have somebody return them. Do you really want to hassle with all that? If you do, great. If not, give this as an assignment to a teenager or maybe a stay-at-home mom or someone who's, they do this. They already do this. They already know how to do it quickly. They know how to sell these items and you just give them a small percentage. And that's a great way to make extra income on things that are sitting in your house right now, which maybe have value, but you're not using them. So they're really worthless to you. And I do this too. I have, I looked at it today. I have this beautiful cream colored blouse that I know I spent a fortune on. I've also worn it a couple of times. And each time I wore it, I thought, this thing is too big on me. It looks ridiculous. It's eating me up. But it was so expensive that for some reason, I just, I know I'm not going to wear it again, but I just can't give it up. Why? I don't know why. I can give it up. And so I will. Right after I'm done recording, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to grab that blouse. I'm going to take a photo of it so you can see it on my Instagram stories. And I'm going to donate it because I don't need it. And it's of greater value for me to sell that blouse and then to donate that money to a charity that I feel really good about. The next most common reason why we struggle to get rid of something is because it was a gift or it was given to us by someone special. And I'd like to add into this category things like trophies, artwork that our children made, you know, that happy Mother's Day gift, <laughs> that paperweight that your son made for you when he was in third grade, maybe a lovely gift from a family member or a friend, but it's just, it has sentimental reasons for that. It was kind that they gave you this gift, but it's certainly not something that matches your decor or that you're using on a regular basis. And so we feel guilty getting rid of these things. 
Now, everyone is crazy over the new Netflix series called Tidying Up. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. And the star of it is this teeny tiny little Japanese powerhouse named Marie Kondo. Now, she wrote a book entitled The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And you heard me talk about that book probably three years ago when it first came out because it was life-changing for me for this very reason. She really helped me to get over that hurdle, that guilt that I would feel when I wanted to get rid of something that someone I cared about gave to me. And I'm just going to paraphrase now, but basically the way I interpreted what she said in the book was that the person who gave that to you, they loved you. I mean, they love you. It was a gift. They want to make you feel good. And if that person knew for any reason that you were being burdened, by the gift that they gave you, that wouldn't probably feel very good. And secondly, is to remember that the gift has already served its purpose. When that person gave it to you, their intention was to help you or to let you know that they care about you. It was a gift because they care and they wanted you to feel that. And you did feel that when they gave it to you. Whether you love the gift or not, you did feel the love from them or the appreciation or the gratitude or the recognition, whatever it is. But today, It's already served its purpose, so you can let it be free. You can give it to someone else. You have permission to throw it away if you want. You don't have to pass your clutter along to other people. That's another thing I've had to learn. And again, I learned that from reading her book. And I'm I'm not sure if that concept really comes through in the Netflix series, but the Netflix series is a definite watch because I've had so many people who didn't really didn't understand this whole decluttering thing until they watched that series and they're like, oh, it is on. And because I don't know, I think you just, you really see what is possible when you watch this series. But in the book, she really does help you to understand that when you have things, and I'm sure your parents have done this, where they're like, we have a box of things from your high school years that we want to give to you. And you're like, first of all, why did they hang on to it? And secondly, what am I supposed to do with it? Give it to my kids? No, it's okay to throw them away or to donate them if you want. But when you give them to someone else that you love, what you're doing is giving them chaos. I recently asked my Instagram followers what clutter and holding on to too many things, what it makes them feel like. And I want to pull up some of these responses and read them to you. All right, here we go. Anxious. Too much clutter makes me feel like I'm suffocating. Stressed overwhelmed. Like for reals, nothing is worse and I feel horrible. (laughs) I love that one. Frustrated, overwhelmed, 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 out of control, less motivated, anxious, distracted. I can't think straight. It makes me crazy. It literally puts me in a bad mood and I can't do anything else. Anxious. I feel boxed in. I can't focus. I feel like a chicken with its head cut off. I feel stressed. I can't concentrate, distracted, exhausted. I feel like a failure. Wow. And all I asked was, how does clutter or a disorganized home, how does it make you feel? Well, imagine what it's making your children feel. What does it make you feel like when you walk into someone else's home? Because sometimes it's easier to see in other people's homes than it is our own because we're in it all the time. But what does it make you feel like when you walk into someone else's home who just has so much needless clutters, just stuff? Well, that feeling is what you're giving to someone else when you drop your clutter off at their front door and you give them things. Like, 
they don't have the same skills to get rid of these things that you now do. So really what you're doing is you're giving them a box of chaos, of clutter and anxiety. Don't do it. Sell it, donate it, toss it. Just get rid of it. The next most common reason why we can't let go of something is because we're holding on to the past. You're holding on to that sweatshirt from the concert you went to or that Camp Do More. Oh my gosh, I hear from so many people who are like, I've got all these things from Camp Do More and I just can't let go of them. I get it. I love you. By the way, Camp Do More is this, it was super fun. It was great. But you see, the memories are in my head. I can tell you that it was one of the best times of my life. It was also very, very stressful to put on. But we put on these big, giant motivational camps. I called them like adult cheer camp. It was like legit cheer camp for like adults. I'm not kidding. It was so fun. And there was like crazy music and we did dance parties and everyone had teams and you had team colors. Oh my gosh. It was just so fun. It was so crazy. And we did a big fashion show and we sold all kinds of like camp do more paraphernalia and bags and belts and pants and shirts and t-shirts and hats and you name it. But I've donated those things more than 10 years ago. But yet I still hear from people who are like, I can't give up my camp do more stuff. Yes, you can. Because you probably have photos from those times. If not, you can go on YouTube and search Camp Do More. You could take a picture of whatever it is that you're afraid to donate, but you got to get rid of it because you're living in the past. I don't want to go back to that year. Neither do you. You're smarter. You're far more intelligent. You're more evolved. You've had so much growth. When we hold on to pieces from our past, hopes and dreams or beliefs, what we're doing is we're staying in the past and we're not giving ourselves permission to move forward. When you hold on to something that you once wore or that reminds you of a time many, many years ago, you're telling the universe, I'm not ready to move forward. I'm not ready to move on. And sometimes what we're holding on to is something that we hoped we would do or we hoped we could be. Like maybe you bought a sewing machine and just yards and yards and yards of fabric, hoping that someday you were going to find the time to take a sewing class and make a quilt or a dress or whatever, and you just can't bear the thought of admitting it's not going to happen. But that thing is just a constant reminder that your plans didn't work out the way you wanted them to, and you're fighting against it. And that thing, whatever it is, is taking up the space, the project that you thought you would complete, the photo album you thought you would put together and for your first child who's now 21 years old. Like, just come up with another solution and move on, because otherwise it's just a reminder to you that that didn't work out. And for some people, they feel like that's a failure. But it's holding on to the past. You know, I always say, you can't fail at anything unless you decide to quit trying. But it's not a failure if you decide not to do something because it doesn't fit with your priorities or your lifestyle or you've made room or prioritized something else in your life. You've got other things you've prioritized. So it's okay to let go of that thing that you thought you might do someday because you've got more important things to do now. And lastly, the number one reason why we are afraid to let go of things is because of a scarcity mindset. Now, if you don't know much about the scarcity mindset, you're going to hear more about it on Wednesday. Wednesday's edition is devoted completely to helping you understand what the scarcity mindset is, how to identify if in fact you have it, and what to do about it. Now, 
Let me just tell you, if you have a scarcity mindset, it's not your fault. A scarcity mindset is often something that's passed on. It's a legacy and it follows families around, but it only takes one person to permanently change that legacy. You can change your mindset from one of scarcity to one of abundance. And that is what we're going to do on Wednesday. So whether your problem is decluttering or just that glass half full kind of perspective, kind of feel like the world's out to get you sometimes, like it just doesn't seem quite fair. Like if you don't have the belief, listen to me, if you truly don't believe that amazing things are coming your way, like you might say that, but when we dig deep, you don't really, really believe it, then you need to listen to Wednesday's episode because it's all about scarcity mindset. That's it for today. I hope this is super helpful to you. What I want to know is that you took action. I want to know what this episode helped you to get rid of. And here's one last thing I want to share with you that I think is going to be super helpful. Soak in all of that stuff on minimalism. There's some great podcasts on that. I think it's called The Minimalist. There's some great YouTubes you can watch on minimalism. I'm not suggesting you need to become a minimalist, but it helps you to understand like, yeah, I don't need all this stuff. And so much of it we just collect because it feels good. Like it feels good to shop. It feels good to buy new things and just to collect things. But then we don't realize it's kind of like eating, right? Like when you're overindulging in cupcakes and foods that aren't good for you, like it it feels good when you're doing it for the moment, but then you feel really lousy and it just is unhealthy and it makes you sick. And that's what's happening when we keep bringing more and more and more and more things into our lives and we don't get rid of stuff. There's also a great documentary on Netflix about being a minimalist. And then, of course, without a doubt, you need to watch the Netflix series called Tidying Up. It's great. You're going to love it. And let's see, what else could I do or suggest to you that would really help? Oh, yeah. Again, don't forget to tune into my Instagram story highlights. Click on Get Organized and you'll see tons of tips there. I want to hear from you. Hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Snapchat, you know how to find me, and let me know what this episode has inspired you to finally, yes, finally let go of. You can do it. I'm right here with you. Be brave. Throw it away. You can do it. All right, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. You are the bomb.com. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.